0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the staff. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen.
1: Hey, and good morning to you. Welcome to another edition of the Quarantine Cullen Live. And forgive my voice. <laughs> I know I don't sound too, too good. Um, it's April 13th and um it's a rainy overcast monday um the day after an easter sunday unlike any other um uh, and i have to tell you i'm 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 feeling even though i don't sound great i'm feeling uh simply wonderful <laughs> this morning because i really felt sick all weekend and um Feeling sick this time is terrifying. I mean, you just assume you're going to die or, you know, whatever. I, um, and, and I do feel so much better today. But the question remains, how do you get sick? Welcome. Can't. Thank you very much. How do you get sick? When you're at home by yourself, you know, zero uh, efforts and, and distancing. So I, I have a feeling that something got me, some kind of a bug. But how did a bug get me? <laughs> if, I, I don't understand any of it. So it was, it was scary, and um, I still don't quite know what's going on. It feels somewhat like a cold, but not quite. And um when last time I was breathing and I did a telemedicine uh visit with my asthma uh doctor and man he he threw so many drugs at me, it was ridiculous. Um and so I spent um most of the weekend really doing heavy duty um nebulizer treatments. I have a machine my myself. Um, and also other drugs I had and uh, eventually my lungs seemed to clear but then this sore throat came on and then I became just enervated. I My eyes burned, I could hardly move, I thought oh my god but the thing that never happened is I never got a fever so, I thought fever, I think, is like the number one ish kind of thing, and i don't I didn't feel that horrible, so I don't know anyway, after the show today, i'm gonna to call my regular doctor and just see if um asked <clears throat> or or not i I don't know. If we lived in a, a better functioning country, I mean I would have gone and gotten a test, right? No problem. But that's uh not the case. So anyway, I do feel so much better uh this morning. I can't I can't believe it. So I'm I'm uh, feeling chipper, even though I'm not sure I sound it uh, yet. Um so let me see what I got going here. A lot, of course, has happened. I decided um unlike my previous uh, efforts uh, last week I'm I am going to start with some uh good news and or uplifting news and uh things that I managed to come across in the last uh in the last 3 days. Uh one of the things that just blew my
0: mind
1: was uh a picture of Los Angeles uh from the air, I mean it was a long panoramic shot. I have always thought l a is frankly a ugly city, you know, supposed for current uh you know it's pleasing to the eye l a always looked to me like yeah, a tangle of freeway
0: uh,
1: downtown and seemed like a very downtown whatever this picture of LA it looked like a jewel and one of the things was there was this blue i mean as blue sky unheard of unseen in 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 my world it was because that tangle of freeways was empty and so I then saw a picture of New Delhi and other cities um, and they look glorious unlike anything you've seen before Um, and you see I mean the bad news is is you see the impact (coughs) that our our lives have on the environment you say <laughs> because absence our cars there is this glorious sky and in fact a less deadly sky so it's quite clear that we can see for the first time really the negative impact that we have with our cars. And, of course, we'll go right back to it the minute we can, smogging up L.A., throwing crap into the air, when if we were better than that, we would, in fact, see this as an opportunity for um, change. So... Uh, one thing that I saw that just blew me away. Um, Outdoor air pollution, I just have to do an actual fact here. Outdoor air pollution, most of it caused, yes, um, I don't know most of it, but tailpipe emissions, huge, uh, is estimated to have caused over 4 million premature deaths um, just in one year. Now that's worldwide, 4 million. So um, looking at those pictures tells us where a future could be if we say goodbye to gas-driven vehicles. Um, Hang on. I I think I have a caller, but hang on, please. This just came out. Um, And uh, this is from the county. County Executive Rich Fitzgerald today called for an expansion of the state's emergency declaration to allow Allegheny County to send a ballot to every registered voter in Allegheny County so that the June 2nd primary election may be conducted solely by mail. Whoa, way to go Rich, way to go. Here's a quote from him, holding an in-person election in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic be in and of itself a disaster. We're not going to have enough staff to work the election, and asking elected and appointed poll workers to work flies in the face of what we've been asking everyone in this county to do since mid-March. Voting is the cornerstone of our democracy, but in-person voting would jeopardize this community and potentially disenfranchise voters who would be to come to the polls. So there you have it. I think that's fantastic news. Let me, um, let me just, uh, clarify that I have a caller here. Oh, oh, I'm being told the phone quality isn't great today. I'm breaking up. Am I you sure it isn't just my voice? <laughs> so it wasn't that I have a phone call it's that my, the quality of the audio is not great today. Huh, well, that's a first we were riding so high um, are any of the rest of you having difficulty? I'm getting this from uh from Amy, my producer um and we're we're brought to you by virtue of her um, whatever her hookup is does have. Um, so I don't know what the issue is, but, um, that might, oh, please. Well, I'm not getting any, um, anything from anybody here. Um, so I don't know. <sighs> okay. So what else we got? I'll keep going till somebody tells me to cease and desist. Um... Amy says we'll keep going. I, I mean, it's a, i I, I'm asking uh, anyone who's listening to tell me if I should keep going. <clears throat> I also, you know, it just occurred to me, and I, and I don't have anything before me. But, um, <clears throat> boy, I, I'm sorry. I sounds like hell to start with, and then couple that with maybe a not great connection. Um, so the fact that I'm not hearing from anybody uh, makes me nervous. Uh, the phone number is... What is the phone number? Uh, that's the, uh, the phone of- number. Something. 412-200-5686 or lynn at um, If you just let me know if you're, if you're hearing... Me, the fact that nobody's saying anything suggests that nobody is hearing me. I'm not talking to Amy. Um, for quality purposes. well, here goes my good mood. Uh, whew. So, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if I should just keep uh, going. We have a caller. Okay, let's see how this out. Caller, go ahead, please.
0: Lynn, it's Dave from Washington. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you, but could you hear me?
0: I hear you fine. Or you called. I might, You were hearing me okay? I, I heard you um, both online and while I was on hold. I was only on hold for maybe five seconds, and you picked up, and that was no problem. And um, you sound fine. Now, I don't know if it's my browser or something on your end, but every now and then, some little electronic voice kind of interjects and for just a second or two. Huh? Um, are you running some program or something on your computer that talks to you? No. Okay, maybe that. it's my, maybe it's, I got some different things going on on mine. So maybe that's my computer talking, I don't know. Anyway, you sound fine. Well, how come nobody else told
1: me that? <laughs> you know, usually if I ask, am I being, are you hearing me? I get, you know, a flurry of of emails. From people.
0: Well, I was going to do that, but I figured I'd just call you and see if it worked or not. Okay. No, it's not fine. Even like I said, the, 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 you call and you get a little voice. Please hold and listen to the show while you're on hold. You will hear a beat, and then okay. that beat, and then I could hear you. You got me. So if, okay, uh, all right. Fine.
1: Well, that's great. Thank you.
0: Thank you're you welcome.
1: very Have much. Good day. You too. Um, Amy saying it might be a Skype bleed. Uh, through <laughs> and I have more callers. and, Oh my god! Well, so you were telling me you could hear me. Bring an email that it took till now till about 5,000 uh, emails just came in. Thank you, Dana, Rita, Debbie, Bill, Milton, Paul, Barbara, Margaret, William, Ed, R, Gigi, everybody. I mean, God, God bless you. Um, my. This can be your white art, Diana. <laughs> Thank you. And we,
0: so
1: we're good to go. That's good. Good, 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 good to know. Um, and we have a couple more callers. Are they just calling to say they can hear me or do they have something to say? Caller, do you have anything you want to say? Hello? Lynn. Yeah.
0: I, I can hear you. Everybody's hearing you. <laughs> all right. A well, here's the director, uh, but everybody else is hearing you.
1: Great. Thank you. And, and what about all that jet fuel that isn't being dumped into the atmosphere? There, what about There that? you go. There you go. Think of all of that. Think of all. It's amazing. I mean, somebody should put together this panoramic picture of of the globe right now. It's it's glorious. I you know, see, if it's we nice. it'll, be, it'll be clean. Nice
0: and clean yeah. Wow,
1: anyway. I mean, if we would just all stay home and stop <laughs> messing with Mother Nature, look at how glorious she can be. God.
0: <laughs> okay, oh, thank you.
1: Thank you. Bye. 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 Love you Thanks. all. Is there Bye. another caller? I mean, if that's all we we, we can a cease and desist with this um uh... Hello. Hello. Hello.
2: Hi huh? Hey, I could hear you loud and clear. And,
0: okay.
2: Um, I bet right now people are wishing Obama was in there right now, because could you imagine how much better this would be always in in and um I just want to say about this mask and goggles wearing I have uh, to wear Hours a day, so me, it's not no big deal in terms of being isolated. I don't even care about that. I, I do that. I don't have a car. My wife takes hers to work, but now she's at home. But uh, it doesn't bother me at all, this isolation. I, I just can't get
1: worked up. Over. Wow. Well, see, you're, a, you're
2: the name, your provider. Yeah.
1: Thank okay. you, and okay. thank you for okay. calling. Okay. calling. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Um, I'm. I am though. Sorry about um, <laughs> my God. Um, okay. I just want to make sure that none of these emails are other than okay. Everything's okay. Cool. Um, then I'm going to keep going, and that's assuming I don't have any more calls. Um, Amy, that's it. No. um have you know one of the things that 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 besides the fact that we see what our world would look like if we would stop fouling our own nests um another thing is is i don't know about you but i suspect you're having the same um the same m <laughs> in that there are now about no more than four items of clothing that I wear i mean obviously they're all you know pretty comfortable, but they're both things they're comfortable they you know they, they were i mean they're not necessarily ugly i'm i'm acceptable looking i guess, and I have cloths. And I run out and buy more and more, although I I have to admit at my age, I have sort of stopped that. Um, But you also, what we see is that all this stuff, we don't need. And, and, And maybe some of that will hold over. Uh, once we're um, out of our, um, say help or press star, I, I, I would hope so, but human nature being what it is, uh, I highly doubt it. Listen, either the ARP map. hang on, um, OK, uh, Milton is saying, "Not enough to ditch the show, but the Skype bleed-through is noticeable. Sounds <laughs> I'm sorry, my voice. Sounds like the voice prompt for callers calling into the show. We hear elec- an electronic voice for about one second every two to three minutes. Ugh. I'm sorry.: Well, I'm sure Amy um, will. Okay, and Ed can't hear me at all, but I think that's his problem um and yeah, the, Tom says the quality of the sound goes in and out for the most part, it's okay, so not a not a great day. um there is this bleed Skype bleed through, not that I even comprehend what any of that is um. <clears throat> But human nature being what it is, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that we'll go <clears throat> right on back to all of our, our negative activities. Um, because as we know, our number one <clears throat> job is to, um, be little economic animals and, uh, get the economy, uh, moving, um so the, the the world's health our health <laughs> the environment's health be damned um but i uh, the human nature aspect i was thinking of was when i um, about what it'd be about 35 years ago um i had um surgery uh because i had a foot that simply was collapsing and it had to be nailed <laughs> and um, it was a heavy duty surgery, and I was in a cast for months, and I was um, in a wheelchair for a while, and then I was on crutches for a long time, and I, I, I was, it was a, an incredible pain in the neck. Um, and I remember once, I still managed to go to work at WTAE TV, and um, I remember once I was in the wheelchair. And waiting for the elevator, which I never took, because I just take the stairs. It's a, like a three-story building, and I saw someone as, as in a TV station running, <laughs> running up the stairs with a you know this just in kind of look on her face, running up the stairs, and I I looked at her, and I thought, oh my God, you don't even realize how wondrous it is that you can do that. You're just running up those stairs and not for a minute appreciating the fact that you can run up those stairs. And I vowed to myself that when I got out of the wheelchair and I could walk again and maybe even run, that I would never take for granted that ability, guess how long that lasted. So I'm, for me, appreciation that uh, we now have for our negative impact on the world and that if we would just continue some of the things that we're doing now that have resulted in blue skies, that it would be better, but I suspect that's not going to happen, that we're just going to continue uh, doing what we used to do, which is way too...
0: Hello?
2: Hey, Lynn, it's Mike in D.C.
1: Hi, Mike.
2: So um, I think it's too late to go back. I think because so many people are successfully working at home, that corporations, the almighty dollar, big business is going to say, wait a second, why are we paying all this office space and parking and taxes on all of that when we can just have these people do this work at home? I think it's going to happen. I know a, a cousin of mine works for a major corporation and they were resistant about letting her telework Cause it's based in a, a, Uh, but all the way to Ohio three times a week because they didn't believe in telework. Well, guess what? Now they're believing in telework. Population goes off of the road. Think of the benefits to the ecosystem then. Wow. So I think that corporations are going to say, look at the cost benefit analysis of this and say, yeah. There's no reason we all need to be in the same place. And then that's not even counting the people who will only take jobs that are this job that I have is because it's always telework. Mm-hmm. And there's another benefit too. I work, I live in an expensive place to get employees. My company can hire someone and has from Oklahoma. Sure. I'm sure at a much lower salary rate than I get and save money on that end. Huh? So I, I think it's too late to go back. Same with grocery shopping. Same with a lot of things we're learning. Like, Oh, you mean I don't have to push a cart up and down an aisle? Oh, I can pull into the parking lot and they will put it in my, my trunk. You know, I, I I think a lot of this is going to change. I bet.
1: You know, though, but, um, the, but if in fact, yeah, telemarketing to best employee and they can live halfway around the world, won't that do, that globalization aspect of that, won't that do what it's done to so many blue-collar workers and, and some white-collar workers, which is depressed wages?
2: Maybe, but it will help the environment if more of us are working from home.
1: Okay. Well, I hope you're right um clear no pun intended as day what we um have the negative impact we've obviously had when you see those pictures of of cities i mean New delhi you should i don't know if you've seen this picture. it's beyond belief
2: so so say you're the say you're the president of a sales company. And you have 400 salesmen all over the world. And once a year, you send them to Akron for your sales conference. Mm. Well, you couldn't do it in May, so you did it on Skype or or right. Zoom. And guess what? It still worked. And as a president of that company, you're going to say, should we spend $2.3 million to bring them all here or do it on Zoom for free? Mm. And think of all the gas that saves. Think of all the um, emissions from airplanes. If we really are a capitalist culture, which we are, at huh. some point someone's going to say, "I save money if I don't touch your fi- if I, you don't travel to me, so don't travel to me."
1: Well, I hope you're right. I mean, there's there's negatives to it too. I mean, lack of camaraderie, of human contact, but I don't know.
2: We will adapt, like, we're a human species. we will adapt,
1: okay, all right, Mike. Thank you. hope, hope you feel better. I do too. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Uh-huh. I do feel better. So I actually have some facts here. um traffic levels have dropped more than ninety percent in some major cities. Whoa fifty percent nearly. Everywhere. So from 50 to 90%, and no wonder blue sky. Right? Now, one of the things that has happened as a result of no cars on the road is some idiots are getting. Do you need a toll benefit? Hello? And going gangbusters down these empty these empty roadways, um I have actually heard like heard the noise of speeding down roadways near me because they can because there's no cars in front of them, and bam well? that on. April, what was the day? It was um, a few Saturdays ago. Um, A white Audi with Pennsylvania plates uh, left a midtown Manhattan parking garage. And took off, heading west. Less than 27 hours later, get this, less than 20, Audi with the Pennsylvania plates pulled into Redondo Beach, California. 20, Less than 27 hours after leaving the garage in Manhattan, it was on the beach. That's a record. (laughs) There is a record from driving uh, from New York to L.A. It's called the Cannonball Run. You might have thought it was just a movie, but the movie was based on the reality of these people who are called cannonballers who've been doing this since the 1970s. It's an illicit, obviously, illegal uh, form of uh, of racing. And Hello. Two, you, you start from uh, Red Ball Garage on East 31st Street <laughs> in Manhattan, and you end up at the Portofino Hotel in Redondo. Not been identified because, well, they're not doing. Uh... Hello? So, let me see, I got, there's also this information, I'm looking for something, there's information that police are saying that they, because there are cars on the road, we are seeing though, one car accidents, and it's because the people who are out there and speeding are losing control of uh trooper in Oregon said he flagged a car uh last week going 139 miles per hour and uh two motorcycles were racing and were caught doing 132 just uh saying uh so the cannonball run who knew uh new record's been set and the the reality is, is that now that that's been published, you can darn well bet you other people are going to try it. But um, the real cannonballers apparently are already arguing that that's not a true, it, it should not be allowed to break the record because, uh, or at least an asterisk has to be after it, um, the time, because it was not under uh, normal uh, conditions. Um. Okay, hang on here. Barbara has sent me a picture, which I cannot access for some reason. I'm sorry. Um, David writes, starting in late 1995, who was laid up for almost a year and a half, oh, God, uh, with a shattered leg. Two surgeries, one of those, and rods and, oh, and all of that, wheelchair, crutches, it got to the point where I was so good I could climb a tree with my crutches. Hey, wait, I got I to gotta interrupt with that because I got so good on, Even on my crutches. And I have this one very vivid memory. I was Off my leg, and I was speed uh, speeding on my crutches through my little galley kitchen in in my house on Walnut Street. And I don't know what happened, but my crutch slipped somehow, and up in the air I went, and crash down on my kitchen floor and I had my cat at the time Smudge Lemieux who was named by you guys Smudge Lemieux uh, came over and uh, you know checked me out walked up to me and I was lying there face down and I remember saying Smudge if she were here she would she would say yes she did Smudge I think I broke my leg, and guess what? <laughs> my leg was already in a cast up to the knee because one one zero, and I managed to break the leg. Can't. It wasn't, obviously, not a break like what David's talking about here. It was in a cast, but it was a lie, you know, went in for x-rays, and yeah. So, just saying, you know, don't, uh, to quote the start, it's crutches for a while, and you think you can, as David said, climb trees. Anyway, back to his email. He says, anyway, all I wanted for those 18 months was to get up off the couch, walk across the room and turn on the light switch without making a huge deal out of it. That was my goal and my philosophy for a long time. I forgot about that and have only recently reminded myself of how Hello. irrelevant the supposedly important things are. Sometimes we need to be reminded Well, that's true, and this enforced uh, incarceration that we're all living um, has had that effect, yes, right? But I wonder if we, it's hard to hang on to once you're freed again. Um, Dave says, I still have that thing they put on my leg, and it still has a chunk of meat on one of the screws. (laughs) God, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Barbara sent this and I did see that one of the sailors aboard the USS uh, Theodore Roosevelt has died of COVID and they almost 600, almost 600 uh, sailors. Okay, um, I can't tell if I have a caller. I don't think I do right um okay, uh, what else do I have here? Oh, this was an amazing story that I got uh from today's wall street Journal <clears throat> uh oh, Milton says uh our sound seems to be getting worse for about three to four seconds of every minute there seems to be a caller on hold that we can periodically hear them say hello in a female voice oh wonderful well i don't know am i supposed to keep going or not um this um relative torture i suppose to listen to um hang on uh okay there is no caller on hold says amy so we got troubles. I wonder what the hell it is. So it probably is just something with what Amy's Amy's connection or something for the first time is letting us down. Um, anyway, I, <laughs> the abandoned ship, um, we've only got uh, 20 minutes left anyway. Uh, Wall Street Journal today and there's a picture of three uh, medical uh, staff it turns out they're all doctors um, all women they're all wearing masks and all the gear and they're all they all have their hands uh, cupped under their stomachs and and right. Pregnant. They are all ER physicians. Michelle Callahan, Elizabeth Claiborne, and two. Two is the American diversity we see because they are white, black, and. They are all married. They all have children, little kids at home. And they are all pregnant. And they are still working. So, like this in an emergency room at uh, a University of Maryland medical system facility. Uh, Prince George's Hospital Center. How amazing is that? And the center, the hospital, has um, has said that any any uh, worker I don't know. does not have to uh, work, but they all say these doctors Well that although they were given the option of taking, by the way, an unpaid, is America after all, an unpaid leave of absence, they all chose not to. Um, they are all still working because, as Dr. Claiborne says, all of us leaving at the same time would put a fairly significant strain on our staffing. So they are now all juggling their pregnancies and their time, so that they this is where they- out and they're trying uh, not to have. You know, not to do intubations and stuff, although it has happened that they have had to. They've all patients that have tested uh, positive. And as I said, they all have small children, spouses at home who they also have to protect. Imagine. You know, the word hero, I have said for years and years, is bandied about way too, you know, every time I've been taught to call them a hero. That's bullshit. Excuse me. Bullshit. Because we have, I mean, they might be heroes, and then again, they might be like that Navy SEAL that, you know, stabbed to death a, a kid in, uh, in Iraq. Um, so, you know, wearing a uniform doesn't make you a hero. It, it makes you a member of a volunteer military. That's what it does. Um, so the word hero gets uh, devalued. I'm looking at three women cupping their stomachs and um, wearing masks. And I am looking at heroes without a doubt. Um, Dr. Nguyen says, there's some level of sense of duty. Sounds like a soldier, right? There's some level of sense of duty to want to help your colleagues out during this pandemic
0: i to be with
1: Walter Melissa to do it anymore. That's the kind of ethos that we all too often say is, Well that's the millet. of you. Just the military ethos. Uh, Bill says it is getting worse, but it's still worth listening to. Well, I guess that's an individual <laughs> that's an individual decision. I am so sorry, as Margaret says, just so I don't get too big ahead. we have nothing else to do. <laughs> Do you believe that Trump is trying to, uh, is refusing to come to the aid of the United States Postal Service? Do you believe that? Of course you do. He will bail out cruise lines who, corporately and in every other way, are registered outside of the United States so that they don't have to pay into the common kitty, they don't have to pay taxes, but we who do pay taxes are going to what? Bail them out? But we won't bail out the United States Postal Service? Are you kidding me? Now, why would Trump want the u s Postal Service to die because of this pandemic uh-huh doesn't take too too long to get from point A to point B with that one, right? because we're the presidential election by u s post and he and most republicans fear that if we hold an election by mail they can't win so there's lots of ways to get around that and one of them is let the post well, my understanding is is that the Postal Service is somewhere uh, mandated in the Constitution of the United States, so I don't think we can. Also, without the U.S. Postal Service, rural areas, small towns, uh, places far afield would never, ever, ever get any deliveries of any kind. That didn't...
2: You want to say it,
1: and a leg the U.S. Postal Service people are always saying well it's not run very well it doesn't work with profit it's not supposed to have a profit it's a public effing these lunatic capitalists don't understand it's for the common good it's so somebody woe-begone Wyoming can get a birthday greeting, and it'll cost the same fifty cents. Okay. Neighbor down the street. Try that with try that with uh, UPS or FedEx or DHL or any of the others money-making ones. This is a big issue if, and you do have the time, if you,
2: you put it over this
1: is an issue of utmost importance. We must save the U.S. Postal Service. If Trump uses this to destroy the Postal Service. I mean, he's using it to destroy almost every institution in the land, but
0: we, it's
1: hurting. You could go online right now and order some stamps and help them out. That's how they, they make, they're able to function because we use them as far as I know, they don't get federal dollars. We don't support them except by using the U.S. Postal Service. Um, w- one carrier who had something like a 100-some followers on Twitter posted um, on Twitter uh, this weekend about his job and the Postal Service. And it was the most moving thing I have ever seen. Um, and of course, I can't find it. Um, but it, it was a long thread in which he made the, um, the argument for, uh, the postal service. And, uh, it's not a difficult argument, uh, to, to make, um, as it turns out, but we need to reacquaint ourselves, uh, with the postal service. Um, okay. Another thing that I found that I wanted to share with you because it's, um, I thought it was wonderful. It's, um, Mostly the words of a man named uh, Jerry Salts S A L T Z. Um, he's an author. He wrote a book called How to Be an Artist, and um, he is an art critic, and and quite willingly calls himself a failed artist. <laughs> Thus, you know, uh, giving. What, what's that? What's that uh, old saw? Those who can
2: like um, It's
1: sort of the same. Those who can do, those who can't criticize. Uh, he, however, is a hell of a critic because he uh, uh Jerry Saltz, and um, in an interview, he had some words of wisdom for. Um, all of us cooped up with all of this nervous energy and not what to do with it, and I'm just gonna read some of what he says. I personally don't have an artistic bone in my body, and i am talking about like drawing
2: just last week's worth of days
1: but, uh, the reality is is art takes all kinds of forms, right. It can be writing, it can be music, it can be who knows what. He says, creativity is in every bone, in every person's body. It was there for us when we lived in the caves. And isolation favors art, which is an intimate blue which is an intimate practice. Right now, people are working over long periods of time at the kitchen table with their kids drawing or wreaking havoc nearby. Art has always been made under these circumstances. In many ways, this is closer to a thousand years than it has been for a long time. And as far as materials go, you don't need any fancy supplies. Use noodles. <laughs> Use paper, cardboard, plastic, pencils. Your iPhone can do a
0: hundred. <laughs> and never, ever think
1: about creating something good. Good, he says, is boring. 95% of what I write is crapola. 95% that might be worth putting into the world. You have to open up and run toward that kind of radical vulnerability. And then he says this, nothing will happen if you're not working. Work is absolutely the only thing that will take away the foulness, the curse that comes from not working. And once you begin, you will go to a place so strange, so filled with possibility. You've already... Allow yourself to get lost there. Just follow whatever idiot thread you get on. I do, he says. Art tells you something you didn't need to know until you know it. It reminds me of one of my favorite lines that I read when I was a bewildered and lost, maybe. And it was just a scrap from a poem. I think the poet was Theodore Rutke. And it said, I must learn by going where I have to go. And I clung to that because like the other day when I talked about always seeing myself as a, like a a leaf on a steam, just being carried. um, That's the same feel I've always had in my life. I must, I don't know where I'm going, but I will learn where by. So the same is true of writing of you
0: know
1: just jump in and um, be vulnerable and self consciousness You're saying, John, I know, but I love this guy saying that. Art tells you something you didn't need to know until you know it. Whose lines gave me such comfort, I must learn by going where I have to go. off a bridge in Minnesota. So that's where he was going. Anyway, on a happier note, back to Jerry Saltz here, the Pulitzer Prize winner, he says, Art has been with us from the beginning. It has never not been there and it will be there on the other side of all this. so, Keep going. Um, what else do I have here? Hang on. Oh, you know what's making a comeback? Of course, telephone calls. Anybody, any more? I had just really two friends that did, and they happened to live together. They would call. They still call, and I sometimes get annoyed. Now and now, nobody calls. Text me. But now people are calling because why text <laughs> when you can hear the person's finger that appreciating something that we gave away Um, and now yearn for that human contact. So next time you're thinking of texting, maybe, maybe call. Or as I still do, text (laughs) and ask is this to call? Because that would be really good. Um, As you heard um, at the beginning of the show, perhaps um, the uh, county executive here in Allegheny County has, um, I guess, had to ask the governor. I guess he can't do it by himself. He wants to have the... um, the primary election here in Allegheny County be held um, by ballot, I mean by mail, excuse me, by the U.S. And um, he is not alone. Uh, Virginia's governor announced yesterday that um, he is going to establish election day in Virginia as a holiday. All the states should do that. A holiday. He's also going to expand early voting to be allowed 45 days before the election without any use or reason. He also is removing voter ID prior to casting a, va- a ballot. And um, several Define a civic holiday, including Delaware, Hawaii, Kentucky, and New York. be um, would take care of all of this, but one cannot expect that um, with the Republicans uh, in control. In Virginia. Uh, who would say, well, you can't have another holiday. We already have too many holidays. No, what he did is got rid of one. He repealed, uh, this is the governor of Virginia, he repealed a um, a holiday that has been a holiday in Virginia since God knows when. Uh, it's a holiday we don't have here. It's called, get this, Lee Jackson Day. Do you believe it? That was still a holiday in Virginia. That honors, of course, two traitors, Robert E. Lee and Thomas Stonewall Jackson. Is um, so Governor Northrup, I think his name is, or Northrum, uh, said, here's what I'm doing. I'm getting rid of Lee Jackson Day. And I'm replacing it with election day. Good for him. By the way, recall, this is the governor. This is the Democratic governor, remember, who got in serious trouble when he uh, pictures of him in college, I think, in blackface uh came to uh the fore and uh, there were calls for him to resign he did not uh and right now i'm thinking good <laughs> i'm glad he didn't because that is good but we 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 made it through uh the show um my voice sort of did we sort of did and i'm sorry about the audio quality i hope it'll be better um uh we also didn't get into some of the ugly talk that we could um, having to do with what our repulsive, increasingly repulsive uh, president has been doing um, over the weekend. But uh, I got to call my doctor and um, I will talk to you tomorrow.